Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 317 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with this week's Come Follow Me materials. Uh, We are looking at Doctrine and Covenants sections 129 to 132 um, in the week of November the 8th to November the 14th. And today we're going to focus on Doctrine and Covenants section 130. We'll cover the background and context of this and as much of the section as we can. It's a bit of a longer section and there's a lot of doctrine, a lot of teachings uh, deep within this section. And so uh, it is something which is going to take some time to work through. But there's some wonderful things in here, some really uplifting and and instructive um, passages about the Godhead, uh, about the Saviour and his second coming and many other things alongside this as well. Um, so just to give a bit of context on this, um, in Revelations in Context, uh, where it talks about sections 129, 130 and 131 um, in the chapter, Our Hearts Rejoice to Hear Him Speak, um, it says, quote, On April 2nd, 1843, Joseph visited a state conference in Ramos, Illinois, 20 miles east of Nauvoo. An American religious preacher named William Miller had predicted that the second coming of Jesus Christ would occur the following day. Joseph took this occasion to assure the saints in Ramos that the Lord had not revealed the time of his coming. Joseph also taught that God was an embodied personage, that all things past, present and future are present before him, and that our social relationships will endure in the the eternities. William Clayton's record of these gems in his personal journal became the basis for the text of Doctrine and Covenants, section 130. Close quote. So basically, it is teachings from a state conference. Uh, so not unlike, you know, the state conferences we have today. Um, these were teachings given in Ramos, Illinois, to these saints and um, from the prophet himself. And so this is a, a wonderful opportunity we have to learn. And Firstly, in verses 1 and 2, we have some brilliant um, points for us to understand. Firstly, when the Saviour shall appear, we shall see him as he is. We shall see that he is a man like ourselves. Now, this will have been um, in direct kind of um, response to um, points of doctrine that other people were teaching from other churches and other faiths, that the Saviour would come in some different way, that we that, you know, his power and his majesty would make it so that we would not be able to comprehend or see him at all. Or, you know, there are some other teachings as well, which were not, which were were, were probably a little uh, disturbing for some of the saints about how the Saviour's second coming would come to pass and and what he and how he would come. Um, But as the prophet Joseph Smith teaches, he will appear as he is, that he will be like a personage of man, like, like ourselves. And in verse two, and this is something which, you know, we refer to a lot when we think about the celestial kingdom and we think about the life after this in the eternities and the kingdoms of glory. It says, and the same sociality which exists among us here will exist among us there, only it will be coupled with eternal glory, which glory we do not now enjoy. And I suppose, you know, this just makes you think of all the times with family or close friends that you spent where you've been around together, enjoying time with one another, you know, having a, a fun uh, time and being able to just while away the, the hours uh, in conversation and in activity with one another. Um, that same sociality is what we will be able to be blessed with after this, with the coupling of eternal glory, uh, which is a great blessing and promise to us. Uh, Elder Neil A. Maxwell said, quote, when pa- parents fail to transmit testimony and theology along with decency, 
Those families are only one generation from serious spiritual decline, having lost their saviour. The law of the harvest is nowhere more evident and more, nowhere more relentless than in family gardens. In addition to having loving family sociality, which one day will be coupled with eternal glory, we stress again and again the available remedies of family prayers, family home evenings and family scripture study. Moreover, personal revelation regarding parenting can provide customised guidance and reassurance. Close quote. This stood out to me, this quote in particular, uh, from, for a number of you will know that I uh, published a book um, last year. It has been a year and almost a, a year and a half now, which is pretty crazy, actually. Um, around about kind of promptings and feelings and guidance I'd felt around about raising my children uh, in, in the world today. And of course, you know, as Elder Maxwell says here, that is a very personalised and customised guidance. And obviously the, the um, direction and guidance I receive may be different to other parents, but I felt I needed to kind of couple that or bring that and collate that together. Um, and hopefully it's of use to others. I mean, I know it's had some very good reviews on Amazon, um, but, you know, it's something which um, is important to me that families are raised in love and righteousness. Um, and my own family is is the most important to me personally in that. And so being able to build that sociality now is probably why it's so important in doing that, because that is what we all have in the life after this. And the sociality which we have here will be with us in the eternities. If we struggle to and um, communicate and enjoy time as a family, because of a lack of communication or um, patience or whatever it may be that our family is lacking, all families are different, then that's something we need to work on as families. Family like exaltation is a family matter. And that isn't just about, you know, making sure that everyone keeps their covenants and is as righteous as they can be, but it's about enjoying time with one another and one another. And if you, there is a struggle to it to enjoy time with family, then working together as a family to help make it better. Uh, is such an important thing. Uh, I've kind of gone on quite a bit about this point, uh, but it's just something which I felt very strongly about. And so hopefully, you know, it's something that uh, will touch what, at least one person's heart listening to this. Um, but um, we have further things that we learn about here, uh, particularly about angels. Um, in verse five, uh, we learn about how angels who minister to this earth uh, are those who have belonged or who who belong or have belonged to it. Um the angels do not reside on a planet like this earth, but they reside in the presence of God on a globe like a sea of glass and fire where all things for their glory are manifest, past, present and future are continually before the Lord. Um, a lot of deep things here. Um, but actually, the idea that the angels who take, take care of us and who are watching over us are individuals who are from this earth is such a powerful promise because you then think about your ancestors and your descendants and how they are probably in those hosts who are watching over you and seeing how they can try and support and guide you. And it gives you that motivation to try and do the best that you can because they're cheering for you uh, and they are many times fighting battles for you. So I think that is a, a great uh, reminder about that. Um, we then have this idea. Now, I always find this interesting. Uh, when we, we have the white stone in verses 10 to 11, mm. how... Um, the white stone is given to each of those who come into the celestial kingdom whereon a new name is written. And obviously it sounds very intriguing that and very um, un unusual, except for the fact that I am currently holding an object which is casting out light and giving me information about many, many things 
in the world, including the scriptures and the word of God. Um, you know, we, we, we hold items and objects which give us a wealth of information, um, which can provide so many, so much information. And that if we use it correctly, knowledge and true wisdom, uh, if we use it in the right way. Um, and so suddenly this idea that we'll be given a white stone, which is able to give us an, an, a, a new name and get, tell us about things past, present and future, doesn't quite seem so far-fetched, actually, when you sit and think and ponder on that. Just a thought there. Um, but, and then um, in verse 13, um, the prophet Joseph Smith then makes a reference uh, to his revelation he received on the 25th of December, 1832, about the slave question and a war and bloodshed that will come from South Carolina. Um, now, this is quite a bold thing to do, because at the time when this revelation was made, and we talked about this when it was given, I can't even remember what section it was in. There's so many sections. But, you know, a while ago now, we talked about this revelation on war and the civil war that would come in the future. At that time, tensions were rising and it was, you know, um, people understood and accepted that this may well happen. But then actually things started to settle in, in relation to South Carolina and the relationship with the northern states and things like that. And so actually, at this time, it was probably less believable that there would indeed be a civil war on the horizon. But the prophet reminded the saints that this revelation was given and it would be fulfilled. And indeed, um, in, the, in the fairly, well, in the in the approaching future, um, it was to be fulfilled. Uh, and I think that that is, again, a reminder about how just because a revelation hasn't happened or come to pass when or in the way that we think it will, it does not mean that the Lord will not fulfill it in his way and in his time. And so remember to listen to the prophet, listen to President Russell M. Nelson, who is teaching us so often about the need for repentance, about the need for to go to the temple, and all of these matters which we think, oh, we've still got time to do, we need to take heed and act on them now before that time is too far spent. Thank you very much for listening today. We'll continue with this section tomorrow. So many wonderful things in here, including tomorrow, like we talked about the, the Godhead. Um, please join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And until we meet again.